This episode of Attention Talk Radio is brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD and disconnects between organization and logic. With us in our virtual studio is uh, professional organizer, Chris Scott. Uh, Before we get into the show, I want to to let everybody know that 2020 Annual International Conference on ADHD has been scheduled. It's November 5th to the 7th in Dallas, Texas. To learn more, go to chadd.org. Our show is being brought to you by CHAD, Children and Adults with Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. Celebration of that event, we are giving away free copies of uh, Attention Magazine. Uh, To get yours, all you have to do is listen to our show. Uh, We'll share a secret word, write it down, listen to another show. Find a secret word, write it down. All you have to do is email me those two words at my email address, attention at attentiontalkradio.com, and uh, we'll forward off to Chad, and we will get you a current PDF copy of Attention Magazine and um, the next one that will be in print. We've got a a great tip from uh, Chad that we're going to run, and we'll get into the show. Managing finances can be a challenge for people with ADHD. The symptoms of procrastination, disorganization, and impulsivity can contribute to your financial woes. One way to help is to create a financial timeline that shows your money management tasks. Break down your lists into daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly categories to help put you on the right track. To learn more about money management, visit chad.org. Thanks again, Chad, for your continued support. Uh, for those that are listening to our show and are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of, all of our listeners to become members of Chad or, or at least go donate. Uh, they are the ones that are on Capitol Hill uh, lobbying for the ADHD community, talking to different regulatory agencies that will kind of help the plight of uh, those um, out there. And to learn more, go to chadd.org. Okay, our topic tonight is uh, ADHD and disconnects between organization and logic. We have professional organizer Chris Scott. This was pre-recorded, so we're going to roll the tape. We hope you enjoy the show. Chris Scott is the owner and founder of Organizing Maniacs, a productivity consulting and professional organizing service located in Ashburn, Virginia. Organizing Maniacs provides services to those in the Washington, D.C. area. Chris is a certified professional organizer, certified professional organizer in chronic disorganization, productivity consultant, speaker, and business success educator. She holds a bachelor degree in marketing with a minor in business management from Old Dominion University in Norfolk, Virginia. She's a member of CHAD and is a contributing author to Attention Magazine. She also speaks at their national conference. Um, She was selected to provide aftercare support for the Virginia participants on the A&E TV show Hoarders. Her website is organizingmaniacs.com. And with that, Chris, welcome to the show. Hi, Jeff. Thanks for having me. I always love having you, Chris. You're a brilliant, brilliant uh, uh, professional and professional organizer. Um, you know, we've, had, we've done some interviews before that have always been really, really pretty insightful because you're a organi- professional organizer. I'm an ADHD coach, and we've always kind of come together, and we kind of get under the hood of, of things a little bit. And we talk about like practical things that nobody else really kind of talks about. And 
Um, on Attention Talk video one time, we were talking about um, ADHD and working memory. And everybody, um, we've done a lot of radio shows and interviews on that. All you have to do, the best one we've done is if you just Google Attention Talk radio and GPS. I did a thing with uh, Dr. Russell Barkley, and we cover a lot of this material. But what I want to focus in on today is think of the back of your head as a filing cabinet. Um, it's got the knowledge that you kind of store away. And the front part of your brain is the prefrontal cortex. It's the, it's the factory. It's where you go back and you get that stuff from the back part of the brain. You bring it to the front and you manipulate it. And visually, just to kind of give you an idea, imagine the back part of the brain. There's a filing cabinet, but it's kind of in disarray. There's files all over the floor, on top of it, and kind of everywhere. And so a lot of times when you've got ADHD and you've got to sit and you've got to go back and retrieve that knowledge and you've got to pull it to the front to begin to working on it, it can be a bit of a challenge. So we've done some shows on packing, like you walk into the room, i got to pack for like a trip. And you can think of a few things that are really, really easy, but then you start to get to the further in the list, and you have a hard time conjuring up what you've got to take with you. And so sometimes you, also, you go out and do something else, and so that packing process becomes a bit of a challenge. And so when you're in a house or your, your business and you've got to uh, organize things, a lot of times you've actually got to remember where you put it. And I think that's a bit of a challenge for those with ADHD. Chris, what's your experience been with that and the general population about sometimes even remembering where it would logically be? Uh, yeah, that's a really good question, and I and I love that. Uh, I love the way you describe stuff because it really makes sense to me. Um, I think one thing that people take for granted is just like labeling things. Um, you know, sometimes I feel like you just have to go back to basics. Um, I like labeling everything because I feel like generally, oh, we are visuals. We are visual people. About I think 60% of the population is visual visual learners. So our brain is processing through our eyes way before it's actually processing through our brain. So if you are like trying to put things away and you don't know where they are, label it. Um, it's not uncommon that I will go into people's homes and even label their cabinets from the outside, especially depending on how forgetful they may be or where their stuff is. Because then they can just scan the cabinets like they would in a filing cabinet and see like, okay, my batteries go over here, my glasses go over there, you know, my food goes over here, until they get a good sense of like this level of organization that may be different for them. So I want to kind of expand upon that because um, you talked about visual learners and we talked about labeling. Mm -hmm. I want to go actually a little bit further is um, I've coached people before where if you have a label – um, and specifically, I was working with a guy one time who a professional organizer came in and labeled a bunch of stuff, and there was a binder. It was labeled Bank of America, and he would look at the label, and he would read it, but it wouldn't like register. What he had to do is he had to assemble, like, kind of close his eyes and visualize what a Bank mm -hmm. of America would look like. This is a working memory thing, everybody. Is you, you read the words, but you have to assemble the picture in your mind, going back to what Chris says. A lot of, a lot of people with ADHD are very visual, so they begin to see it. And it's funny because um, to help him, it was profound when what we did is we went on the Internet and we printed off the logo of Bank of America, and we put it on the outside of the, of the uh, binder. So when he looked at it, he didn't have to construct the visual picture in his working memory. He just had an immediate association to it. And so I want to just emphasize what, what, what Chris said. A lot of visual learners out there, people with ADHD, and sometimes it goes to that level where you've got a picture or that's where color coding kind of comes in is like you no longer have to read it, if you will, to understand mm -hmm. what it is. So we have, we have that level, and, and, and just to kind of tie in what you said is a lot of people with ADHD, they have visual reminders out so that they can see them because if it's out of sight, out of mind. And in a way, 
I've learned over the years is that I call, I, we'll call those visual reminders a trigger. I see that, and that triggers me. I need to take this to the office. Sometimes when you're with somebody who has ADHD, they need questions are triggers. Going back to the packing analogy, oh, you've got to pack for a trip this weekend. How many days? When you ask that question, it makes it easy for the person with ADHD. Oh, i got to pack for four days. Well, what do you need to take? Hmm, I need to take clothes, but I have a formal on Saturday. Really, what do you have to take for that? Oh, a tuxedo. By asking those questions, they're a trigger, kind of like a visual trigger to kind of help pull that stuff out of the back of your mind um, and make this happen. And so, again, going back to, to Chris, is labeling things so that you know where they are. Or, I'm, Chris, have you done some things where you have the bins where they're like clear so people can actually see inside what they are with, to help aid them in the label? Oh yeah, one hundred percent of the la- of the of the organization that we do for clients include just plain clear l- labels. And I I want to just kind of expand on what you said. I love what you said about like printing Bank of America, you know, logos so so you can visually see it. Sometimes clients also like to make up stories about how those things go, right? And I don't even yes. have a really good one right now, but like. You know, my, like a little song and dance about how my battery goes in the pantry, right? So then there is that memory that comes up with it. But uh, also labeling things as they come to you, right? So if you are a person that have this file that um, Judith Coburg has written extensively about this, um, if you're the person that says, like, this is a piece of paper that will get me out of jail, like, you don't want to label you know, whatever you're going to put that, anything different than what you remember it by. Yep. So sometimes I think we are forced into, not forced, forced is a big word, but like we are conditioned to believe that we should use standard words to, to label things, but that's not how our brain remember it. And I, I like to remind people that like forget conventional wisdom, like go with your brain. If you think of this thing as like, you know, if you're looking at your spices and it makes you think of like flowers, uh, you know, and your travel to India, then write India trips, you know, spices or whatever. So, so that way you can be remembered of what that thing is way better than anybody else. And then you can find it when you actually need it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to set up a scenario here. So Chris, you go in and, you know, we're working with somebody who has a kitchen. And it's not a huge kitchen. For whatever reason, that's what they've got. And logically, they've got, when you're near a stove, typically you put things that are close to the stove that you would use, like a spatula or a ladle or something like that, cutting, you know, whatever it is, because that functionally, that's where you would use it. One of the things that I find when I'm coaching people is, let's say hypothetically that workspace or the drawer or the cabinet, whatever's handy is like full. And you've got a few other items that, you would use in that space, but you've got to put it somewhere else because there's just not enough room for it. So the idea really here is in these moments, you go there and you go, wait a second, I know I need something, but logically, where did I put it? Because if you said, hey, I need a spatula, logically it would go where you would be using the spatula and it's just a finite space in that area. Whereas if you've got something that you can't get in that space and you've got to put it somewhere else, the logic of thinking, where did I put this if it's not here? Have you run into that or experienced that, or is this new for you? Yeah, no, I think that's common. I think that happens a lot. You have, like, I, I see a lot of that with, like, odd size things that may not fit in the cabinet they're supposed to fit, so you have to fit it somewhere else, which is, one, I think, in one sense, you can create um, – you have to create creative solutions, right? Sometimes, like, yep. there are some spatulas and things like that that I hang up on walls for people or inside closets with, like, hooks, 
That way it's easy to yep. find. Or my go to my second go to is just creating labels, right? So if I yep. have um and I don't always label on the outside of people's cabinets, like sometimes I label it on the inside. I may write like, you know, teacups in the front and like odd favorite, you know, coffee mug in the back. Yep. Right? Or you know, or like the University of Maryland mug in the back. So so once again visually the client is reminded like, Oh, here's my favorite mug from the University of Maryland. And whenever I want it, I can see where it is because it's labeled, even though it's tucked in the backside out of where it would be because it's not an item that, that would be used every day. Absolutely, absolutely. I tell you what, everybody, I want to kind of go to a break here real quick. But as you can begin to know is, is when you're listening to Chris and I, I'm trying to unearth this particular area. And today what we're going to do is we're going to brainstorm and help you begin to think to problem solve on these things because this, this notion of sometimes you don't have room where something should go and it doesn't go there, what do you do in those particular situations? We're going to dig into that a little bit more. But before we go to a break real quick, our secret word tonight is logic. Again, our secret word is logic. And you need to go check out uh, Chris's website. It's Organizing Maniacs. Um, it's got a lot of great information. Um, uh, Chris is she's tops in her fields. Go check it out. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Do you worry when your child is left out? Does your child have trouble making and keeping friends? Do they act out in school? Life skills can be challenging for ADHD kids. Learn how you can be her greatest ally. Get your parenting questions answered live the first Monday of every month in a Facebook chat with former Attention Talk Radio host Caroline McGuire. She's the author of the upcoming book, Why Will No One Play With Me? Go to www.carolinemaguireauthor.com to learn more. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change your lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. The average annual cost of attending college starts around $25,000. Students who have ADHD are at high risk of dropping out because they haven't learned the critical skills they need to succeed in school. Protect your investment with an Edge Foundation coach, specifically trained to help students with ADHD and Executive Function Challenge make the transition from high school to college. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more or call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE to get your free college success guide. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by DigCoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're having a great conversation with the, the organizing maniac of all time, Chris Scott. Um, and we're talking about working memory. This is a, this is a very big ADD show. Uh, we've got an organizational professional. I work with people with ADHD. And I'm really trying to illuminate the role that working memory plays in organization and the challenge sometimes of remembering where you put something. Uh, before the break, Chris did a really good job talking about, you know, we're very much visual learners, particularly those with ADHD. We leave things out. We start talking about labeling things. We even talk about, like, using symbols and stuff so that you don't have to read something. You can kind of, like, uh, associate the picture in your, in your mind. Um, it's kind of funny because, for me, 
as we begin to start to help you learn how to problem solve uh, for some of these these challenges that we're talking about, Chris, I got really lucky because I have a uh, a laundry room um, that's got a bunch of cabinets and stuff, and it's funny because anything that's not in my kitchen where it's supposed to be is in the laundry room across in these cabinets. So I've got like the those those pots and pans, those bowls, the containers and stuff that doesn't fit. So I know that if it's not in the kitchen, it's got to be in that location because I've got that type of room. So that's easy for me to make that association. It can be difficult for, for some other people. Um, and I'm going to share this just as a, to continue the discussion is a lot of times I'm a very visual person. And when I'm filing things on my computer and Dropbox with my administrative people, a lot of times I'll find, file something or, or in, in a place that I think is logical and my secretary can't find it or vice versa. And sometimes we actually have a conference call to say, okay, everybody logically, where would this be? And if we have a conflict, I actually go into the folder that I think that it should be, that it's not, and put a Jeff, read me. <laughs> and it tells me where to go find what I'm looking for as this kind of thing, which goes back to your label type thing. So, I mean, yeah. really, these are some of the things that we need to do for people with ADHD to kind of help them bridge that gap. I mean, is this making sense to you? Yeah, no, I think uh, I think what you what, what, while you were saying that thing about meeting and talking about it, what it made me think is that like uh, sometimes there is some strategy that has to come behind it also for it to be successful. I love that like when you have things that doesn't fit in your kitchen, you have this one location that you have made space for in the laundry room, which you had to give up other things in order to make that space for it. So I think sometimes there is a little bit of a strategy that has to go behind it, you know. Where is it going to go? Do you really need it? Sometimes I see people keeping all kinds of things that they don't really need or have the space for, uh, and then other things have to go elsewhere, and then you start, you know, kind of hodgepodging it all over the place. Um, You're very strategic, right? You said, I can either fit it in my kitchen or I can fit it in my laundry room, and if it doesn't fit in either place, then it's got to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's just talk about this because, again, trying to talk about why – when an organization breaks down, we've got these things. So we've talked about you've got things that should go in a logical place that you could find. You've got the labels and stuff there. If it's not there, maybe you have a separate place like I do. But then there's the there's here's the hard part. Is let's say you got something and you don't really know where it goes. It's very effortful for someone with ADHD to stop and think and come up with a strategy because to kind of ink in their mind where they would go if they don't know where something is. And, and I, it's interesting to me because that effortful executive functioning, there's no reward for that, immediate reward. So there's a self-regulation problem. So many people with ADHD don't do it. Um, Chris, have you ever like sat down with somebody with ADHD and really had a conversation about where something goes and, and you can see the wheels kind of turning and you can see the anxiety because they can't they they're having a hard time just processing that to kind of come up with something that even makes sense to them. Yeah, all the time. I think that is like that is the number one reason why people work with a professional organizer, right? Is because they can't quite decide it decide what to do with it. So they need somebody to come over and help them. Um I think sometimes, you know, I'm a huge fan of talking it aloud. I'm also a verbal, verbal processor, so when I can't figure something out, I call a friend and I say, like, hey, I'm struggling with this. Can I just talk through it with you? Um, which I think I find it really helpful for my clients. So whenever I'm working with people, I encourage them to, like, speak it aloud. Like, what are you thinking? How do you think this needs to work? What didn't work in the past? What do you think it would, you know, how do you think it would work best for you? Do you already have some strategies? That kind of work. I mean, like, we all come to 
the conversation living functional lives, right? It's not like we're yep. a complete hot mess that we can't get anything accomplished. So bring that into the conversation and strategize. I mean, even when I see people really struggling, I think in a sense they have a basic sense of how I need to be, but they just need like some, you know, expanding upon and just strategizing on whether some of these things work or not. And I, and I find it helpful to just talk it aloud with somebody, with somebody else. Everybody, she totally nailed it. <laughs> um, if you go back okay. and listen to that at that show with Dr. Barkley, Attention Talk Radio GPS, where we go into working memory. Earlier in the show, I talked about question triggers, and she said sometimes you just got to talk out loud. We know people with ADHD have a tax working memory. Kids, when they're small, like three years old, when they're playing, they'll actually talk out loud to themselves. Most of us think quietly, but the kids actually have to talk. Because not to talk is not to think. We can actually eavesdrop, but as they get older, it becomes privatized. And so what Chris is saying is talking out loud is less taxing to the working memory. And if you listen to her ask those questions, do you see how vague those questions that Chris was – if you go back and roll the tape, they're relatively vague. But i got to tell you, this this is a huge, huge structure that really helps people with ADHD think – through what's going on to come up with the logic to figure out where that would go. I mean, I can't emphasize how big that is. So when we go look at strategies and stuff out there on the Internet, we're looking for tactical-type things. To me, that talking out loud is a process that helps your working memory, which is really what this show is all about. And even, Chris, you're saying it helps you, right? Oh, yeah. I talk, I talk a lot all the time because even though I'm really organized, sometimes I'm just trying to see the big picture, right? So before I do something, I'm like, okay, how does this fit in the big context? Like, especially in organizing, I like to always minimize the amount of steps that it requires to do whatever that thing is, right? So if, if like, in, like we're talking about a kitchen and I'm thinking, where am I putting my spices? I want to know how far is it from the stove? Is it practical that I'm going to put it there even though I have more space? Or does it need to go somewhere else and then I need to minimize because I only really use six spices, right? I don't need, like, 300 of them just because I just need the six that I really use. So can those be by the stove? Um, but I'm talking it aloud. I'm like, okay, if I'm standing here in the kitchen and my spices are over there and I want to cook, am I going to go that far to get them? Am I going to go that far to go put them away? Like what kind of issues is this going to cause me for being over, over there? And then I'm like, okay, this makes sense to me. It makes sense, it makes sense to my brain. And then I go about yep. just keeping it the way it is. Oh, my God. She teed it up again. <laughs> Everybody, we're going to go to break. <clears throat> and I want to come back, and I want to talk about the minimizing of steps because there's a lot of brilliance in there. Um, again, our secret word tonight is logic. Our secret word is logic. And go check out uh, Chris's website, organizingmaniacs.com. With that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes... TimeTimer's bright red disc disappears. Visit TimeTimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit EdgeFoundation.org to learn more how an Edge coach can help your student reach their full potential. 
You can also call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay, do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Chris Scrott. I feel like we're playing a game of volleyball, and she keeps setting it for me, and I get to slam it home on the other side, which is what I like about getting on. We just, by the way, we kamikaze these things. We just make it up as you go, and always something good comes out. So before the break, she talked about minimizing the steps. So there's a, there's a bunch of ADD built in here. Number one, we're talking about having to recall knowledge that you already know. And if you have a bunch of steps, particularly if it's methodical, uh, something that you've got to do, having to – draw from the back of your head what those steps actually are is is taxing to your working memory and when it's hard now we have a self-regulation problem like that's too hard i'm gonna go watch netflix by the way everybody netflix is a metaphor it could be surfing the internet uh, eating chocolate i don't really care but the idea is you're escaping from it so it's really really important to realize is that there's lots of steps that are really methodical you want to minimize them and if you're if you can actually make a list of those on a card or something so you relieve the need to remember that i've actually coached a woman one time who went out to um, a paint store and got one of those like color wheels and she put her morning routine on the color wheel so she would just kind of spin it and she would actually label how much time she needed to take at each step to kind of get her through and it was profound because she didn't have to remember what she had to get done she would just kind of follow the pinwheel So we have that. The other thing that we know is that if something's repetitive and boring for people with ADHD and there's a lot of steps, if it's boring, you're going to have a hard time doing it. And if there's a lot of steps, it's even going to be worse. So Chris talking about you need to minimize those steps and think about that so that it's there. And if you can make those steps down is important. So now we're dealing with the need to maybe come up with that list or make it smaller so your working memory doesn't have to recall it, and we need to make it less boring. These are underlying fundamental factors that are, make an organizational system successful or not, or at least for people with ADHD. Does that make sense? I mean, am, I, am I articulating that, Chris, or anything you'd like to add? Yeah, no, you're, you're really good with words. So I think you're totally articulating that the best way possible. Um, I think, like, my experience with people with ADHD is that they uh, always like to complicate any system they have because it just feels normal to just add more steps, add more perfection to it, or just take ideas from multiple sources and then make your own. And I think all of that is very detrimental to the system, right? Sometimes just keeping it simple is the best way possible. Uh, so I try to remind, I try to remind my clients of that. I see that especially in like filing systems and paperwork management and like, you know, productivity tools. Like somebody, sometimes I go work with people and I don't give them any tools. I just eliminate like 70% of what they're using just to get the system to work for them because it's so overloaded and complicated and there's so much, you know, so much going on that it's just so not helpful for people. It, it, it really is, and I, I didn't intend to bring this in this conversation, but um, I think it's really important because, Chris, at the beginning of the show, you talked about people with ADHD are visual, um, mm-hmm. um, the, 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 the triggers, the reminders, out of sight, out of mind. 
uh, they are visual, and what I'm trying to highlight is that those visual reminders and those triggers are really good because it uh, it it enables you to pull out known information in the back of your head or recall it and bring it to the front part for, so that you can really kind of execute it. But there's a side of this that it gets a little bit too far because people with ADHD love to have the reminders because it reminds them. But at some many, some point in time, if you have too many reminders, you become desensitized to all of them, and they're absolutely invisible. Now, I'm still working from a working memory perspective, but we're dealing now with kind of driving down the road. If you go too far to the right, you're off the road. Too far to the left, off the road. So we need some visualization out there, but too many visualization, and it's almost like none of it works. Thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I think what you I think what you're saying is kind of a little bit of what I said differently, right? It's like, yep. just don't try to complicate it too much. <laughs> like, whatever it is that you're doing, and I, normally I tell, like, when I work with people, I ask them, like, tell me how that system works, and then they'll describe yep. it in like elaborate detail, and then I ask them, like, how do you even make that work for you? And they're like, it doesn't. And so then I go about asking, like, okay, let's write this thing down and, like, let's see what we can eliminate. And then at the end, most people are like, oh, my God, you're right. I didn't need, like, these 12 other steps that I was adding to it just because it felt like they needed to be, you know. I don't know. I just feel like there's this misconception that organization has to be complicated everywhere in the world, and it doesn't. Like, organization can be streamlined and simple, whatever it is. If you're doing time management, if you're, like, you know, using it in your closet or if you're like, you know, not using it in your kitchen, using it in your laundry room, it doesn't have to be complicated. It's simple is as good as it gets. So two concepts here. I was moving towards point of performance. Sometimes sometimes your system actually has things set out for you to see to remind them, which for people with ADHD, they like to go into a a room that's clutter-free or reminder-free because it's calming to them. But at the same time, they need Mm -hmm. that. So there's that side of it. But then we go back on what you just said, and that's this elaborate detail thing, which goes back again. It's about thinking through your system, identify what your system is, and kind of working its way through. And again, Chris, you elaborated. What you do is you talk with them, you ask questions, and through that process, you're actually helping them think. You're actually helping them to think through something they couldn't normally undergo on their own because of their ADHD. So – Right. This goes back to that conversation that you're having with them is making it less taxing for their working memory, and they're able for the first time to actually think through this. So as we start to pull this show together, everyone, what I'm hoping that you're starting to see is organization is organization, but working memory has a huge, huge part of your ability to actually execute organization and to set it all up. And I think Chris has done a really good job talking about what she does of helping come in and help people look at things functionally, label them, and actually minimize their system by being an aid for somebody with ADHD to actually talk out loud to deter- on-site to determine what works. Um, in simple terms, um, that's a lot of what she does, but you also are pretty clever, um, Chris. I mean, you have like lots of things, whether you're hanging things from the ceilings or different types of areas that you can bring to the table. Um, you want to expand upon that a little bit, just, just briefly? Yeah, I think like uh, I think especially when like you know the example you gave was a small kitchen. I think a lot of people have small spaces nowadays. Like you know, millennials are not living in big houses, like like some of our parents <laughs> did. Um, I think you have to use the vertical space space as much as possible. So I think there are lots of tools. Like I'm a huge fan of hooks, right? I think like yep. you can make it look visually appealing. 
you can paint walls and like make these things look interesting. So use use all the space you have, not just the drawers and the cabinets. And if especially if you're a stuff out, like if you like to see these things, you know, create some gatherings and displays. Like um, I think pot racks that hang from the ceilings are really useful because they they free up a ton of cabinet space, so you can get a whole lot of um, you know cabinet backs just yep. by having your pots out. I think a lot of these, like, you know, clunky um, bowls and things like that that sometimes people are storing, they can be they can be multiple use. Also, you could use, like, to display, yep. um, you know, fruit, or you could put plants in them, or you could do all kinds of things yep. while you're not using them for the intended purposes. So I always try to let you know, people with ADHD are really creative. So I tell people, like, you have this thing, you only use it once a year, like your Thanksgiving bowl. Or you you know your Thanksgiving platter, <laughs> like can you make it? Can you make it so it's like you know a fruit bowl in your kitchen counter, so you can put fruit on it year round, and then on Thanksgiving you can also use it for you know the turkey. Um, a lot of the times people say yes, and that's a really pe- big piece of thing that would normally be shoved somewhere, just creating a story. And that's that's just one example of a million things that people may have around their home. That may not be used like regularly. So, am I on the right track? I don't. I don't know. You, that I'm you, you are. You, no, you are. You okay. teed that up for me again because there's another piece of this. I am everybody. I'm so proud of myself. Like for the first time in my life, my garage, everything in my garage, I can get to. I don't have to move anything to get to anything. And so, when you go talk about that Thanksgiving plate that you've got to put behind something in the back. If you've got a lot of stuff that you've got to move in order to get something to get it out, that becomes a barrier. Number one, you don't you, you forget that it's there, and number two, it gets in your way of actually getting that. A lot of times, you won't even use it because it's too much work to go do that. And again, designing these systems and, and creatively brainstorming is what uh, Chris makes a, a living at it. But you can do this with a professional organizer, but you can also do it with a friend. And at the end of the day, what I hope that uh, you, our listeners, are is that organization is organization. There's the theory and the logic of it, but it you do have to customize it to yourself in that space. It is very working memory dependent. I hope you realize what's involved. We talked a lot of things about visualization and even pictures and the logic behind this stuff today. Because at the end of the day, Chris, it really comes down to problem solving. You have ADHD, you have space, and the idea is every every space that you're going into, you have to think your way through. And what I really like today is that that even the, the talking out loud and the logic behind it, this is a process of organization, just not a thing that you say it's got to be like this and make it happen. Um, as we wrap up the show, any last thoughts, insights, or comments before we bring this to a close? Yeah, I think there's a, there's a myth that people that talk to themselves are crazy, and that's totally not true. <laughs> <laughs> I talk to myself all the time. I don't consider myself crazy. And even if I respond to myself, it's still okay. I think it's like a brain strategy that we should implement more often. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. So on that note, Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks, Jeff. I really appreciate it. Everyone, our secret word tonight is logic. Again, our secret word is logic. Catch us next week for another the greatest edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.